Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We've covered a lot of ground today. We've talked about Mayor Wu in Boston. We've talked about Hunter Biden. We've talked about Gavin Newsom. More of the anti-Semitism that's going on on college campuses, which just seems to be a daily news story at this point. But now it's time for a fan favorite segment. I've been checking out the downloads, Emma. People are liking Last Call with Emma Foley. Last Call! Time now for your end of the week wrap up with Emma Foley. It's Last Call. Last Call. Last Call. Last Call. Let's go. Last Call. Last Call. Last Call. Let's go. Last Call, everybody. Okay, now Emma Foley is, um, you're really a jack of all trades here at the Howie Car Radio Network, and you recently posted a picture that's blowing up. It is blowing up. Tell people what the picture is of. So at Woo's non-white Christmas party, uh, they took a picture. It's last call. As Howie, as Howie likes to say about it, um, the Winter Hill Gang was taking better pictures back in the 70s. <laughs> so no Caucasian members of City Hall were allowed at this party. They're all sitting at a table and it appears that someone, I wonder who took the picture. That's always the question, right? It's like, who was the person they said? It might have been a staffer. I, I think there were some staffers there. Were they allowed to be white? Yes. I, I had. I do have a source who told me there were staffers who were white. Okay. Um, so Howie as, went around the table and said this person either has this criminal record or does this job at City Hall or both. Is, you love a double whammy, don't you? So you can check out who's who at Wu's party. Now, here's a question, because I, I did see the photo, but I was more focused on the people. Um, were there Was there any food pictured at this table? You know what? I didn't notice. Because yesterday we had a caller who used to cater events at City Hall, and he was really breaking down some of the menu items they would have. And this was years ago, so I, I can only assume that things have gotten even better and more decadent. And that's kind of my question, is what were people drinking? What were people eating? What was the dessert section like? Things looking, of that nature. I, I'm looking at the picture right now. It seems they got them post-meal. So some people, looks like they may have some chicken scraps maybe and some salad or something on the plates but we didn't get a buffet picture yet we did not get a buffet picture everybody at the table has bottled water or cans of coke or sprite i don't see any alcohol on display you know what i'm wondering however there are wine goblets at each place setting i'm wondering if at this point, when they were throwing the party, this had already become a huge story. Like, this had already come out because of the email sent by one of Wu's officials accidentally to all the city councilors, including the white ones, and then rescinded. So the national news media, like Daily Mail and stuff, they were already picking up the story and running with it. So I'm wondering if at that point they said, listen, this is already going to be bad. Let's not you know, indulge in some fancy liquor. I wouldn't be surprised if that got cut at the last minute. You also have some city councilors who've gotten into trouble for that kind of situation. So maybe you didn't want to give people like Howie Carr too much fodder 
God, he has enough, though, with this. This is just, this is his Christmas gift come early. I mean, I think the fact that Kendra Lauer didn't drive through it with a car is a win enough <laughs> for the city council. You know Can't what? help but notice, and I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, but can't help but notice that the uh, Christmas ornaments in the wreaths on the white mantle are actually white bulbs. I just, just saying. I just, though, Jared, want to say that yesterday when I heard about this, or when the story started, you know, picking up steam, and I thought, well, they're all going to go to this party. So this was two days ago. They're all going to go to this party. I would feel like if I knew I was stepping into a party that was going to be a huge scandal, it would ruin the party for me. It would it would be weighing on my mind about if I were Wu, I'd be like, oh, this is such a headache. I mean, she knows it's a headache for her. She's already she's being confronted by reporters on the streets. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Wink, wink. You guys will find out more later. But I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself and let loose. But based off this picture grins from ear to ear it doesn't seem like anyone's that worried about the media storm that's brewing around the scandal i don't know if it's the post-dinner coma setting in or just the smugness but they definitely look arrogant in this picture and they look like they're having a good time Mm -hmm. they're having a merry merry christmas okay emma i know that's not why you're here but we did want to tell people to check that out at gracecurlyshow.com why are you here what do you have for us today so speaking of christmas decor Lights of color, white lights, all of that. We're going to talk about the White House Christmas decorations down in D.C. Okay. So Jill Biden is under fire about her her outfits, her decorations every single year. It's tacky. It's gauche. It's, it's pretty terrible. And Nana. to be fair, the same thing would happen with Melania. Every year, her decorations would get torn apart. People would say it looks satanic. It looks uh, Orwellian. So this is kind of just par for the course of being the first lady. Right. So we'll take a trip down memory lane for one moment. Back when they were critiquing Melania's decorations. So hers were extremely, I would say, monochromatic, classy, Nothing too offensive. A little bit modern in some cases. A little bit modern. So they do compare them to Kim Kardashian's house, which is, <laughs> that's not a compliment. If yeah. you've ever seen Kim Kardashian's house, it looks like it's not really lived in. Um, so this person from Yahoo News is calling it eerie, and it gives scary, abandoned, futuristic, haunted convent aesthetic. That's <laughs> Melania's decorations back then. So she had these white trees, all white, the whole thing. Then she had another room of coniferous trees, and they were all red. And so they called them blood red trees. And there were memes back when the, it, the photos came out of the Handmaid's Tale bonnet yes. on all of the trees. They said she is an ice queen and she had these ballet dancers performing for her. Yeah, and remember, Emma, not to cut you off, but remember when she said, who gives a bleep about Christmas trees? Like, she was venting to her then-friend about how she gets all this heat for Christmas decorations and she doesn't really care about it. Right. I think that's probably how a lot of these first ladies feel, which is like, okay, they're great. I get to do the decorations, then everyone's going to criticize them. Right, right. So you get, you probably get this almost unlimited budget to do whatever you want with the Christmas decorations. But on the other hand, (laughs) you're going to be the face of the White House Christmas decorations. Everything's riding on you. So there is we do kind of feel for these flotuses. But this year, Jill just missed the mark. Totally. Okay, so why do you think that Uh, based off the decorations I've been seeing? I wrote a piece. Let's give myself a shameless plug here. But why not? I wrote a piece of the Daily Mail a couple weeks ago about the fact that she didn't have stockings anymore. She removed the stockings instead of putting up a new stocking for Navy. She just scrapped the 
the whole thing. But the actual decorations, I thought the weirdest thing was the fact that they had a, a statue of the dog that they got rid of. Right. Yes. Yeah. So they had, is it Commander? And then what's the name of the cat? Willow. Yes. God, so they Emma, had. What's the name of the cat? I'm Jared, sorry. Did you I'm hear sorry. That? I do not that follow. That cat is Secretary of State, Emma. <laughs> First cat. That cat is like a brother to you. So they have these, they have these, I guess they're glass blown cat and dog. They just are looking straight ahead. They're not even endearing looking animals and they're just kind of out there. Well, that's, that's accurate because we know that the dog is not a very friendly animal to begin with. So at least they're lifelike. Yes. It could have been a different pose for the dog. Then you have the tree. So I believe it's a tradition that you have a tree that honors fallen soldiers or soldiers of some sort. Okay. Melania's looked very classic, respectful, Jill's kind of looked like the ornaments have 100% compostable on them somewhere. It's it's very cardboard-esque. Okay, now hold on a second. I feel like maybe your bias is creeping in here. This is a very mm-hmm. this is a very subjective POV. Of course. Okay, so let me say. I'll see if I agree. I'll see if I give this. The- and you also have it's it's now there Yahoo is the one comparing this. So I am also going to compare it you have the supermodel decorating and you ha- then have the school teacher decorating. So the, it is going to, it's going to have that supermodel Kim Kardashian convent aesthetic. And then you're going to have the school teacher. So basically it looks like one big candy land. Maybe we could merge the two and we could meet reach. in the middle. Yeah. Like maybe we don't need the all red trees, but we also don't need uh, whatever Jill has. Right. Um, now that's not the most offensive part. Jill released a video on her twitter account i saw this i yes and i know jared saw it as well and it is just disturbing so you have these tap dancers and that now this has not been confirmed but i was looking really closely and a lot of times they cut away from their feet and i think the tapping is dubbed over okay um my theory that could be a huge news yes i don't even think they're tap dancing but that's unconfirmed and it turns out these tap dancers, so they were dressed ridiculously. Jared can talk a little bit about. It was supposed to be like the Nutcracker, right? Yeah, it was a it was a take. It was a fresh take on the Nutcracker, I, I believe was the term. Um, it was just creepy and weird, and like uh, it was it was like I think it was like a woman in a in a suit with a mouse head. Yeah, I saw that. And like, just can we just go one day without this weird? Like animals, satanic Illuminati crap coming out, please. To answer your just question, one day. To answer your question, no. No, we cannot. The mouse on air guitar was really throwing me, but it turns out these tap dancers are not just tap dancers. They are tap dancers for justice. So it's a New York City based. Aren't we all? Dancing troupe. And when I tap dance, I'm tap dancing for justice. Let it be known. So you head to their website and the so the, they have the homepage and then they have the anti-racism page and on that page they have all different resources you can register to vote (laughs) you can sign upwards of 27 different petitions petitions open letters open letters and then you can get involved in abolition work one of the one of the sites that they will redirect you to is called insight all caps so they are not just dancing these people are ready to go these these people are doing so much more than dancing you know what they would have been great at a great event for them would have been mayor Wu's party 
I feel like that would have been a nice yeah, synergy. Yes, it seems the sentiment of both parties, <laughs> both the party and the dancers, is uh, simpatico. Maybe they should hire me next year. I can tap dance, you know, Emma. Can you? No, not in the traditional sense, but I could <laughs> I could, could work something. You feet and be dubbed over. You know what I'd be curious about? I'd be curious about how much these tap dancers got paid, because if you pay me for it, I can definitely tap dance. I can tap dance like you've never seen. So why don't you find that out as well? Add that to your list. I will do that research. What else do we got, Emma? Anything else before I go to break? We've got campaign calls. Could be coming up using AI. It's already happening in Pennsylvania State House race. Why is everything coming out of your state? I know. Do you, are you proud been, to be I've from been Pennsylvania? On this. Yes, because oh, wow. my Pennsylvania is a red, red state. 2016 Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. And you know, Senator, Senator John Fetterman is just crushing it lately. Yes. I don't know what's... Uh, you know what, Jared? I don't like that. He's my friend now. I don't like that you uh, keep playing that. He's making a difference. He's voicing an unpopular opinion. He's standing up for Israel and he's fearless about it. And I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know what's come come over him. He's going after Bob Menendez. I think we should ask him if he wants to fill in for the Grace Curley show once in a while because I think he'd be a really great guest host. We could get a, we could try to get him on. The, either that or the tap dancers. But rest assured, audience, you're going to be taken dance. care of. You just kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. No, I'm down for it. Emma Foley, thank you very much. Thank Last you. call. Everyone check out all of Emma's work at the at gracecurleyshow.com that's where you can read it and you know what Emma stay with us here because I want to ask you something you know when the Omaha Steaks box comes to the studio I usually immediately go for the steaks Jared I know he's going to go for the hot dogs and then we all fight over the hamburgers because they're so delicious but you actually you went outside the box and you went for the pork chop I did go for the pork chops and tell us about it how was it they were fantastic they were succulent they were juicy Best pork chop I've ever cooked. And if you go to Omaha Steaks, they help you out with the preparation of the pork chop. I was just going to say, how did you prepare it? I sautéed it. And I did one at a time, four pork chops, four days, because they're all individually packaged, which is my favorite part of Omaha Steaks meat. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. If you don't get to it that day, you can always keep it there and it's going to stay good. You're right. The quality, the convenience, everything you need is delivered to your front door. It's saving you a trip to the grocery store, which right now, if you've been to the grocery store around this time of year, it's depressing. It's like the White House Christmas decorations. It's it's weird. You don't want to see it. Um, and it's everything's picked over everyone's cranky and in a rush and so order omaha steaks this is also a great gift like emma if your aunt for example sent you a box of omaha steaks would you consider that an a plus gift yes i actually bought my dad for his birthday a box of omaha steaks did you did you use code grace yes i did you better not have used code howie definitely grace definitely grace okay that's what we like to hear that's why you're on last call so go to omahasteaks.com take advantage it's a 50% off site wide and then you use promo code grace at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order actually got a text from a listener of the show who said he ordered one box using code howie one box using code grace and a lot of people get other discounts if you're a veteran they run deals like that so make sure you check out everything I want you to save as as much money as you possibly can go to omahasteaks.com save 50% off site wide whether you're getting the jumbo franks the burgers the pork chops the filet mignons they've got 
everything that you're going to love at a great price. You can customize it, and it's the perfect Christmas gift. So go to omahasteaks.com, take 50% off site-wide, use promo code GRACE at checkout to get that extra $30 off, and then, like Emma did, tell us how you cooked it up, and maybe you'll inspire us. Minimum order may be required. That's omahasteaks.com, code GRACE. We'll be right back. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We still got a lot more to get through. We're having so much fun today. And I do have a lot of Joe Biden cuts. He was at some event talking about Big Pharma and probably how he's taken on Big Pharma and he succeeded. That's just one of his many successes that not a lot of us have been taking privy it to. on as a client, maybe. <laughs> and he was talking about it. You know what, Jared, when I scroll through, it's funny how... It's funny how how he looks for different things than I do. When I look at Joe Biden cuts, I'm looking for the stories. I'm trying to see if he talked about his grandpa. Because in my mind, if you can talk about Big Pharma and somehow work in your your grandfather, Ambrose Finnegan, then I want to hear about it. But it seems like based off what I'm reading, he just kind of messed up a bunch of words and probably got mad about insulin. He tends to get really angry at that point when he discusses insulin. But nothing really that I want to play. No, he did mention his dad in the breathing room. But Oh, jeez. He can't help himself. That man is involved in every single story ever. Mike, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Mike. Well, hello, Grace. Hey, isn't it funny? Hunter Biden got his money from China. And Eric Stalwell got him the press conference in front of the Capitol and who had Chinese hookers? Hmm, what a spy case. Well, I wouldn't say Chinese hookers. I would say, this is what I would say. Eric Swalwell had a relationship, a close relationship with a Chinese spy, Fang Fang. And you could draw some interesting conclusions from that, from his behavior. Uh, he was definitely investigated. I think a lot of members of Congress, including Kevin McCarthy, were horrified by uh, what they found out about Eric Swalwell. Does not have a perfect track record. I will give you that. And he wanted to show his support for Hunter Biden. Maybe he sees something in him. Bird, I always say birds of a feather. You know, these are two guys, these are two courageous men who both hate Donald Trump with every fiber of their being. They both feel like they've been attacked by Trump and ridiculed by Trump. And don't leave out the fact that Eric Swalwell is desperate to stay relevant. And I haven't mentioned him on this show. Not that that's his, you know, barometer for relevancy, but I haven't mentioned him on this show, Jared, and I can't remember the last time. Maybe, when was the last time I mentioned Eric Swalwell? I don't even remember, because he's almost become one of those people who... He immediately started up when Trump became president at a level 10. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there was nowhere to go for him. He immediately was sky is falling, dictator Trump. He's going to have us all arrested. He's going to have us executed. This is the worst thing ever. I'm not going to the Starbucks in Trump Tower. I'm going to walk across the street because I'm an American hero to get my coffee. He started there. And then by the time the four years was over, it was like anything he was saying was white noise. Some people built up to that. Eric has just become kind of a joke. Um, 
maybe you'd say he's always been a joke. But speaking of that, you know how now the media is trying to do this thing again where they tell us how bad it's going to be if Trump's elected? Like, oh, no, it didn't happen the first time he was elected, but it's going to happen the second time around. We've been told by Joe Scarborough he's going to execute people. We've been told that, you know, he's going to attack his political enemies. I don't think he'll do as good of a job as Joe Biden in that department. But we're we're being told all these threats about what's going to happen if if Trump wins in 2024. But Miles Taylor, a.k.a. Anonymous, he's got a new one. And I'm going to tell you about it when we come back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We should do the poll question here, Jared. What is the poll question today, and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is brought to you by Preborn Pregnancy Network. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help you rescue babies through donations from listeners like you. Any amount will help. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your donation will go to saving babies. Please join us. To donate securely, go to preborn.com slash grace. That's preborn.com slash grace. And today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is will Michelle Wu apologize for the no whites allowed. No whites party. allowed. I don't want to be a part of your crowd. Do you remember that from American Idol? I don't. The guy who sang that? That was it. That was one that stuck with me. Was that Phil Phillips or whoever? <laughs> no, no, That's no. This, the only this was American one, Idol name I know. This was one of the guys who showed up and was crazy and, you know, didn't get through. Oh, like the audition. But made a splash, nonetheless. Oh. Um, I'm going to say no. She's not going to apologize because... First of all, the more people like yours truly pounce and seize and weaponize, the more Howie Carr. How did the how did the Daily Mail describe Howie? Like outraged Boston columnist, and it's a picture of Howie with his arms crossed. The more of that that you see, nineteen seventies Boston <laughs> stalwart. The more of that you see, the more liberal progressives are going to gather around Mayor Wu and lift her up. This is how it works. The same thing happened yeah. with Claudine Gay. You know, if if you see something on Fox News where they're saying, look how outrageous this is. If Dave Portnoy says, hey, I'm not going to hire people from Harvard. If a congressional hearing goes viral on Twitter and Bill Ackman says, this is pathetic. This is outrageous. This is the biggest disgrace that Harvard's ever seen. This is the worst hit to our reputation ever. Then the left starts to notice that they're under attack, that their ideology is being questioned, and they gather around the person who's being asked to apologize or asked to resign, and they say, no, this person is not only a victim of your pouncing and seizing and weaponizing, this person is our hero. This person is everything we want to be. And so I would predict that based off Howie's columns, the Daily Mail photos, um, outrage from conservatives and not just Boston, but around the country. I would suggest that this actually might help Mayor Wu as far as her progressive status goes. I think she's I think as as much as there's going to be people in Boston who are. There's probably a lot of people who have no idea this is even happening, but people who would be disgusted by this like separate but equal style holiday party. She's also just 
through the enemies that she is gaining right now, she's going to gain a lot of fans. 96% of the audience agrees, no, she won't have to apologize and won't apologize. And you can vote at gracecurlyshow.com. While you're there, you can check out the picture that we have posted from the Wu Klux Klan Christmas party. Yes, yes. It's a it's a picture. You know what, Jared? It, it otters Wu Klux Klan Christmas. It really is like a work of art, though, because there's so much going on it's, there. It's, it is beautiful. Yeah, so everyone should check that out. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, there is a story out right now, and uh, part of it's from West Wing Playbook, and then other, other outlets have picked it up, that the 40-plus White House interns that made it clear through signing anonymously onto this letter calling for a ceasefire that there's more interns now and um and they're actually they were outside the white house now they had masks on in different ways to hide their identities but these interns are very upset with joe biden jared and i'm reading all these headlines about how kamala is upset with joe she thinks he needs to be more sympathetic towards palestinians um and kirby's trying to make sense of it trying to explain it at the podium but this the sense i'm getting is people are very unhappy with joe they do they do not like the fact that he's not doing what they want and to be fair i don't think he knows what's going on so you can't really blame him for that but I would like to bring something else up here. Whatever happened to, and I'm going to, maybe I'm going to age myself. Whatever happened to interns just getting coffee and shutting up? Weren't those the good old days? As someone, I wasn't really ever, I'm trying to think if I was ever an intern. I don't think I ever have been. Mm, no, I don't think I've ever been an intern. Mm, no, I have. I have one one time in my life. And what we what I usually did, it was on this little morning show in Rhode Island. What we usually did was we helped set up. We help we just did like all these little tasks to make the jobs maybe a little bit easier for the people working there. So you could put it on your resume, so you could maybe experience uh part be part of the working world. What I didn't do in my job was make things more difficult, whine, complain, demand the people do what I want. That's just not the way I thought I was going to get ahead. And as Howie said, when Howie was talking about the congressional staffers who did this, who all stood outside with their masks on, because they're so proud. They're so proud and confident in their stances that they need to be in disguise. And soon they're going to come out with the, with the glasses, with the mustaches attached. But they're so proud of how they stand that they can't let anyone know who they really are. And how he made the point, he's like, you're congressional staffers. You're supposed to be answering the phones. That's that's what you do all day. They're all going to be representatives and House members and senators. And maybe that's and true. spokespeople someday. So they but have not to, now. They have to get their, uh, their credit now, you know? Jared, where did these egos come from? Like, I sometimes have imposter syndrome because I'll say I'll mess something up on the air. You've all heard it. Done it plenty of times this week. And I'll think, oh, man. People are going to catch on to me. They're going to know that I'm not the smartest person in the world. But these people have the opposite problem. These people have imposter syndrome, but they think that, or what's the opposite of imposter syndrome? They just have massive egos. They think everybody- Illusions of grandeur. Yeah, they think everybody cares. They, they think each of them are like their own little dictators. Everybody cares what I have to say, and everybody will meet my demands, and I will make sure of it by signing on to this letter with invisible ink that anonymously tells people that I am not happy, and when I am not happy, people must know about it. It's like, no, 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 no. One, co- one cream, one sugar, make sure it's hot, move on with, move on, get out of the way, get out of the way where do these interns 
get this level of ego. I just don't understand it. Were you ever an intern, Jared, a million years ago? (laughs) I actually was not an intern. Um, but when I was working at WGN in college, it did not specify that it had to be an unpaid internship. So I rolled that into the course of internship, even though I was technically an employee. When you were doing that, yes, did you, because maybe I'm just naive here, but my mindset was always, if someone speaks to me, I'll say something. If someone asks me a question, I'll answer it. But otherwise, I'm going to get out of the way. I'm not. I'm not going to... I'm not going to no, make a stink. I, I, I definitely did interny stuff, like the overnight shifts. I, I would have to gather stories for the, the GAN newsroom and kind of compile that. Uh, one time, actually, totally random, there was uh, this guy, Ralph Snodsmith, who had the garden hotline. And I had to actually drive him from Portland, take the station vehicle and drive him up to the Bangor Flower Show. So, yes, those type of intern tasks, not standing out in the streets, uh, proclaiming that, not grabbing microphones. And you didn't tell that such. that gentleman when you were driving him, hey, I really didn't like what you had to say about daisies during your broadcast. <laughs> I, it was I really... did not. I, you know, I was like, eh, you know, perennial's not my thing. <laughs> but actually, no, uh, Ralph Snodsmith, rest in peace. Uh, he was a great guy. Tons of stories. He was just one of those old guys that had a lot of stories. Really nice guy, really cool. Yeah, well, you know, when people, when you're working somewhere, when people are giving you an opportunity, you usually just, you know, you do what you're asked, I would think. But that's that's the old days. That's the old days. I mean, this new, I don't know if it's Gen Zers. I don't want to throw them under the bus. Maybe it's the, the next generation, but it's crazy how entitled people are. It's like a, a million Hunter Bidens calling the shots at these big companies. Now, I do want to play one cut here before we go to break. And then we're going to bring in 1970s Boston, which is my favorite new nickname for Howard Lawrence Carr. But speaking of brats who uh, think highly of themselves, do you remember Miles Taylor? This is a name that at one point was semi-relevant in the culture. And that's because he was the guy who was anonymous. So when Trump was president and there was all this leaking and whistleblowers and all this stuff, There was this story that ran, and I think it was in the Washington Post, but I could be wrong about that. And it was by an anonymous staffer. And we were told, Jared, I remember this, working for Howie, I remember we were all running around trying to figure out who could it be? Who was this anonymous person? And the media wanted you to believe this anonymous person was was such a cabinet member. A big deal. Kellyanne Conway was floated. Ivanka was floated. Like big names. Mike Pompeo. Who could? Mike Pence. It was someone. It was someone big who turned on Trump because they just couldn't take it anymore. So like these brave interns at the White House, they had to write something up anonymously. And then we found out who it was. And everybody say it with me. Who? Huh? Miles Taylor? Nobody knew who this guy is. But I got news for you. Turns out he was like the IT guy for the coffee machine or something. Yeah, but I got news for you, Jared. He's back. He's back. Uh, So this is Miles Taylor, and he's trying to let us know how bad things are going to get if Donald Trump's elected. Again, we've heard this before. The Boston Globe ran an entire fake story about how bad things were going to get if Trump was elected. I can tell you what didn't happen when Trump was elected. Two new wars didn't break out. 
that everyone was saving the wars for when Joe Biden took over and normalcy was restored and the adults were back in charge at the White House. By adults, I mean the interns with masks on demanding they get their way. These were all things that happened under Biden, but we were told in 2016 they were going to happen under Trump. Never came to fruition. So now the same crew of losers is back and they're back to tell us this time around it's going to be bad. So we heard from Joe Scarborough. And he said, Trump's going to execute people. And I thought, okay, that's weird. That, that's weird he didn't opt to do it the first time that he waited. Like maybe it was just at the bottom of the list. I don't know. And we've heard from so many people explaining how bad things are going to get. Well, Miles Taylor has a new one. And this one actually could affect me personally. This is cut 18. And one of those that I've noted is there's something in the White House called the Doomsday Book. And for the first time, DHS gave authorization for me to mention this publicly. Uh, And the fact that there are concerns that that book, which is supposed to be used to protect the country in instances of armed foreign invasion or rebellion, it's the president's most extraordinary powers could be picked up by Trump and used for domestic political purposes. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, of course, in the words... In the words of Jerry Seinfeld to Kramer, anything could happen. Like, yeah, sure, you can come up with, you can come up with as many hypotheticals as you want. I can't tell you it, it won't happen. I can't, I can't, I don't have a crystal ball. One thing I will say, if there was any president ever in history that I would bet would not turn off the internet, it would be the one who spends all of his time on the internet. It would be the guy who's up at three in the morning on Truth Social. That's what you think's gonna happen. You think Trump's gonna come back into power. He's going to come back into power. Dun, dun, dun. And that's going to be on his list of things to do is shut off the one thing he loves more than anything in this world. B- besides maybe Diet Coke. Is, that, is he threatening that too? He's going to cut production of Diet Coke? Why would this man shut off the internet? He loves the internet. He loves the internet almost as much as these weirdo journalists from the Washington Post. Don't worry. The internet's safe. The internet is going to survive a Trump administration. I can promise you that. If the internet gets turned off, it's not going to be at the hands of Orange Man. Okay? That's just my prediction. But then again, anything could happen if that's the game we want to play. Jared, it's such a stressful time of year. People are worried about the internet getting shut off. I know. Amongst other things. People are also worried they're not going to get invited to parties if they're white. And... It's a time of year that I think people should be relaxing. People should be soaking in this Christmas time spirit and season. It's a beautiful time of year. It's um, a year. It's a time of year to be grateful. And there's a spot where you can spend it and really enjoy the magic of a New England winter. Yes, it's the Nausipeach Inn. I'm actually off uh, next week, and I'm upset that I'm not going to the Nausipeach Inn because this is the time of year I went a couple of years ago. And it was great to be there in the winter, especially during the Christmas season. The trees were up. You got that that nice ambiance. And you are right on the beach. So you just go down. It's this tranquil environment. It's cozy. It's it's everything you want from a getaway. You can see stars at night. You can you can sit in the room and just look out through the giant picture windows next to the, the fireplace and just get cozy that way. Or you can go outside. They have fire pits. Outside, you can sit out there, get a little cool, a little warm. You can watch the sunrise, drink your coffee, 
Uh, you can watch the moon rise. You wa- literally steps from the beach. It's pet friendly. Uh, if you want to get away, this is a place to go. And at the rates they're offering for the winter, it is the place to go. That's, You're not going to find that anywhere else. That's the key right there, Jared. Under $200 for Cape Cod, that that never happens. I don't care if it's winter, summer, spring. That's an unbelievable deal. And right now, if you go to NossetBeachInn.com, you can book your room like Jared said, your ocean view room. That's NossetBeachInn.com, NossetBeachInn.com. Hop on this today. Book your winter getaway. You won't regret it. We will be right back with Howie Carr. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. That is part of the problem with all these people making predictions about what could happen if Trump becomes president. It's ridiculous on its face because anything you can do that with anything, Jared. I could say, well, if if Jared becomes my producer someday, then he could he could sabotage the show. If Howie Carr writes a column, he could write blah, blah, blah. Yeah, anything can happen. What are we doing here? And the best they can come up with is he's going to turn off the Internet again. I have never met anyone. And I like the Internet. I'm on the Internet a lot. You know what? Howie Carr is on the Internet a lot. I'm on. Oh, and Howie Carr's on right now with us. Howie, you love the internet. Yes. But I think you would probably agree with me that nobody loves the internet more than Donald Trump. No. Do you think there's any risk that he's going to shut off the internet? You know, again, Grace, we come back to that, the P word, projection. You know, (laughs) everything they accuse Donald Trump or you or me of doing, it's, it's what they're thinking about. It's what they're uh, brainstorming about, if you can call them having having brains. Yes, that's a very good point. Howie, it's a historic day here in Boston. Um, We were discussing the Sons of Liberty today. I know I've talked about it with you. The Sons of Liberty, I don't know how they'd feel about how everything's happening right now in this country, but I know they would not be invited to Mayor Wu's Christmas party. No, I I know. I'm glad you asked her that, too. (gasps) Oh, Uh, spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, though, I know she went to Harvard and Harvard Law, but I, I'll bet she doesn't know that the uh, that the Sons of Liberty uh, would not have qualified for the electeds of color party. I don't think she knows that. That's that's I'm going to I'm going to take a wild guess at that. And Howie, you uh, you have gathered more information about this shindig over the last 24 hours and you've really become the face of 1970s boston the daily mail had a big write-up with your picture right in the center of it where you looked like a real rough and tumble like angry white man who's outraged over this party just i was just you know when that picture was taken i was just thinking about how great it was in boston in the 1970s when people were trying to kill me with C4 explosives, you know. The glory it was, days. It was, it was, those were wonderful days. The Daily Mail just called me up. They want to. Uh, they they want some of that information that I just got out. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it all out. All the people who were at the party, and you know, you should mention that tonight when you if you're if you're on your appearance, you should mention that uh, the the uh, the attendees have been fined more than more than twenty one thousand dollars by the state ethics commission and have done more than ten years in prison for drug trafficking altogether. 
What a party. That is the recipe for a If you're a fun indicted, party. you're invited. If you're indicted, you're invited. Do we have any pictures of the food or the drinks or anything like that, Howie, or just the one of everybody at the table? It does it does look like a pretty uh pretty s- s- sparse gathering. It looks like the Grinch that stole Christmas got there before they uh before they arrived. There's I didn't see any wine or anything. I didn't see any mixed drinks. Not that I was expecting to see a white Russian, but You know what, Howie? I'm wondering if it was worth it this party, if it was worth the backlash. <laughs> Howie Carr is coming up next. Do not miss his show. He's going to break down that photo for you and so much more. Happy Friday, everyone. Have a good weekend.